Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friday, October 5th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 567 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about <clears throat> our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, always start off with our wrestling news reviews here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGiralamo. J.D. is a former 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is not has not arrived yet, but he should be making his way in, in really soon. In the meantime here, folks, I will be, in the event that he does not make it back in here in time, I will be bringing you today here in wrestling, and, and of course, in wrestling history, as always. <clears throat> and also, of course, a lot of other fun stuff will be taking place here as well. But first, before we get to, into all that, uh, let's go ahead and bring J.D. in on what should be an explosive and dynamic Episode 567 of Revolution. Good to be here. We are several hours away from Super Showdown. Really close coming up here. And we'll be, we will be shown on the WWE Network, of course, here in the United States at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So, so while half, half of the wrestling fans are probably going to end up being asleep, others are probably going to risk staying awake long enough to get to to look at this, so I mean, it's going to be pretty darn interesting. Here I just I'm just watching a video of Triple H right now, and I guess they shot this earlier today in Australia. And the venue is pretty sweet, I gotta say. It's going to be a pretty big happening. 
Cool. And we can't wait to talk more about more about Super Showdown here in just a few moments. Of course, all our live video feed here tonight comes to us from one of our veteran groups here in the WCWS stable of groups on Facebook, that being, of course, WCWS Dynasty. If you'd like to join us from Dynasty tonight for our live video feed of Revolution episode 567, which I do believe I see two people have now joined us here tonight. One of them is uh, Mr. Ken Reedy. I think he's been known as to have a great uh, wrestling podcast on here in the past. I think I've listened to some of his. He's got a terrific. He's had a terrific. He's got a terrific one. I believe it's on right now. I'm not sure. Uh, so if I'm so if I'm so I hope that he'll be able to correct me on that. If I'm if I'm not if, I, if it's not, that's not right. But also joined us, of course, uh, listening on the action tonight is of course our. Another good friend of WWUS, of course, has his own big-time podcast on right now. That being, of course, who just celebrated a birthday this week, Captain Dave Spieler. Uh, of course, the Captain's Corner, as J.D. does talk about here each and every yes, night. Yes, the Captain's Corner podcast. Do not miss it, folks. And, of course, happy late birthday to him. Absolutely, indeed. <clears throat> uh, Captain Dave, we do. And Mr. Reedy, thank you very much, sir, gentlemen, for joining us here, here tonight and watching us here. On our live video feed, which is which you can do the same thing by joining by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dynasty forever. You'd like to join us there, and of course, if you'd like to join us on talkshoe.com, phone number is always 1 605 562 Once again, 1 605 562 Call ID 138055 pound the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we do have to talk about here this evening. Of course, in addition to the rest of the news and views and history and birthdays here tonight here, folks, uh, there'll be a couple of interesting things going on here that may have an impact on Wrestling Championship Challenge. There'll be some announcements concerning that here in just a few minutes. But also here, folks, with Super, as J.D. mentioned, Super Showdown coming up tomorrow, early tomorrow morning. What we have decided to do is do this in a traditional pay-per-view style here, folks, is uh, for <clears throat> for uh, everyone to give their thoughts and opinions on on the 10 matches that will be taking place at Super Showdown here, to, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow morning on the WWE Network, and we'll give our thoughts and opinions on that, which, of course, now, ladies and gentlemen, will also now include a prediction title challenge in which, of course, whoever has the most predictions correct after the event's over with will be winning a championship, a trivia championship belt. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will mention the championship belt at stake this time is the NXT US United Kingdom Championship, with of course it being overseas, of course, an international flavor. Let's just use one that has that international flavor as well. And this right here seemed to be the appropriate choice. So, <clears throat> so like I said, folks, uh, we'll be talking more about that here, plus a couple of little things coming up here in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, here, folks, let's get things rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and views here segment. And here to bring it to us, of course, some King Ice. Is the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. JD, what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening? Let's see here. Hold on. I'll tell you in a second here. Bear with me here, folks. Okay, here we go. Impact Wrestling's viewership for the Pendulip show before Bound for Glory only drew 190,000 viewers, believe it or not, last night, according to show Buzz Daily. The number was down from 222 the week before, considering last year how Impact Wrestling produced 251,000 viewers for the October 5 edition, so it was a rough night all around. Meanwhile, however, World Rumble ticket information, however, will be... Hold on a second, I just saw this, so bear with me here, guys. 
Well, tickets will go on sale next Friday morning, however, at uh, Chase Field in Phoenix, however, mind you, however, for the big show that will be held January 27th. In addition to that, we understand they will also be doing, however, TakeOver, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live at the Talking Stick Resort Arena, however, in Phoenix, however, mind you. Meanwhile, however, as far as New Japan goes, however, here are some of the matches that you will see, however, that were taped Sunday tonight, however, on AXTV, STV, I should say. ACH, Jusen Liger, and Ryu, Suki, Tagu, Tag, U, Tag, U, Chi, will take on Sho, Yoa, and Rocky Romero. Kazarian and Daniel will take on, Daniels will take on Hangman Page and Chase Owens. Flip Gordon, Chris Saban, Jeff Cobb will take on Chucky T, Beretta, and Hero, Oki, Oki, Okay, go to Naito, Sonata, and Evil take on Davey Boy Ju- Smith Jr., Lance Archer, and Zack Sabre Jr. Jay White and Guido will take on Kushida and Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Will Osprey and Marty Squirrel will meet in an IWGP Junior Heavyweight title tournament match. The Young Bucks will take on Tamatonga and Tangaloa for the IWGP Championship Heavyweight Tag Titles. The Juice Robinson, Cody Rhodes, that's Lair, and Kenny Omega and Kota Ayabushi will take on Okada and Tomohiro Ishii, however, mind you. So those are some of the matches that you will see on NJPW Fine Spirit Unleashed Tower tonight on AXS TV. And finally, however, in the baseball news, however, the Milwaukee Brewers go up two games to nothing in the NL Division Series, however, as they won earlier this afternoon against Colorado 4-0. The Astros, however, won 7-2, however, against Cleveland, and the Yankees are trailing in the top of the six, 5 nothing. But the story in the Astro game was actually a kind of funny story, however. A Houston Astros fan bought $500 worth of beer for sitting, no sitting around after predicting George Springer would homer in Game 1 of the series today. Eddie Flores told the Houston Chronicle, however, mind you, however, I just love my team, man. I knew Springer was going to hit one. I want everyone to know that I called it. Flores told the fans around him in Section 103 at Minute Maid Park in Houston they would buy everyone a beer if Springer went deep to lead off the fifth inning. Sure enough, Springer connected on a 3-2 pitch to left, not too far from where Flores and his new best friends burst into cheers, and not just for the Astros' 3-0 lead, however. Said fan Charles Adams, who tweeted about the incident, drew initial reaction to Flores' thing on ABC 13, however. I mean, I was more excited about the home run, but the beer added a little fun, however, mind you. I mean, our section went bananas. Flores bought a beer for everyone who won in the seven rows around him at a cost of over $300, the Chronicle reported. But by then, Jose Altuve had made it back-to-back homers for the home team, and Flores reached into his wallet again. We bought beer for seven rows straight, said Flores, telling ABC 13. Then it was back-to-back, so I bought another seven rows worth of beer. Wow, indeed. Yes, indeed. And for speaking which, I was kind of thirsty there, so I was actually getting a something to drink while J.D. was talking about that. <laughs> what a coincidence there. Thank you very much, your J.D. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, J.D., along with King N.W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, you always, we always find a way. They always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GPS's case, Super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big time old fashioned combination. And John has not yet arrived, so I'll handle the rest of history and birthdays here for today, October the 5th. 22 years ago today, which was put it at 1996, ECW presented Ultimate Jeopardy from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. Here are the matches that took place 
Luis Piccoli defeated Doug Furness. Mikey Whipwreck defeated J.T. Smith. Taz defeated Johnny Smith in a submission match. The Eliminators, John Kronos and Perry Saturn, defeat the Samoa Gangster Party, Mac Daddy Kane and Sammy Silk. The Gangsters, Mustafa and New Jack, versus Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie, went to a no contest for the ECW World Tag Team titles. <clears throat> the Gangsters, Mustafa and New Jack, defeated the Eliminators, Kronos and Saturn, to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Terry Gordy. One Bam Bam beats another Bam Bam. Unbelievable. Devon Dudley defeated Bubba Ray Dudley. Shane Douglas and Pitbull number two fought to a no contest for the ECW World TV title. The Sandman and Tommy Dreamer defeated Brian Lee and Stevie Richards. Richards replaced Raven, whose ECW World Heavyweight title was at stake. Since Sandman got the pinfall on Richards in the match, he became the new ECW World Heavyweight Champion. The match would air on the October 8, 1996 Hardcore TV. Of course, as you can see, of course, on WWE Network. And folks, we have a very, a very um, uh, sad wrestling tragedy that took place on this day today. Uh, let's see. Let me look at it again. Make sure I have it right. Yes, 21 years ago today, 1997, Brian Pillman was found dead in a hotel room in Bloomington, Minnesota. Just hours before WWF Bad Blood was set to air. He was only 35 years old. Here's a little bit of history on Brian Pillman. Born May 22, 1962 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Pillman's athletic career began not at a wrestling ring, but on a football field. He played college football as a defensive tackle for the Miami, Ohio Redhawks. Of course, at the time it was called Redskins, where he set the school record for tackles for loss. He roommated with John Harborough, the course of, at the time the current head coach of the Ravens. I don't think he's the head coach there now. I'm not sure. Despite being a second, John Harbaugh, is he still the coach of the Ravens? Don? No, he's the one who's, I think, I think that's the, I think, I think, I think that's the one who coaches Baltimore. That's what I'm saying, is that, but he's the one that currently coaches, does he still, John Harbaugh is the yeah. one that's still, is he still coaching? Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you, JD. Despite being a second-team All-American twice, he went undrafted by the NFL and signed with the Cincinnati Bengals as an undrafted free agent. He won the team's Ed Block Courage Award in 1984, but was cut following the season. He tried catching on for the Buffalo Bills in 1985, but was cut just before the season. He played for the Canadian Football League's Calgary Stampeders in 1986. Late in the year, Pillman began his wrestling career for Stu Hart's Stampede Wrestling. He and Stu Hart's son, Bruce, would form Bad Company and would win their tag team titles twice in April 1987 to July of 1988. To get Pillman over as a face, Pillman had his girlfriend, Krista Hayes, portray his sister so he could come to the rescue of heel wrestlers, taunting her, taunting her. Uh, uh, Trissa Hayes, who, by the way, is also better known as excuse me, ECW's Beulah McGillicuddy. Pillman returned to the States in 1989 and wrestled as Flying Brian for WCW. He was nicknamed Flying Brian for his innovative for American audiences, Lucha Libre style offensive, much in the way Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were doing for the WWF. Pillman would hold the United States Tag Team titles with Tom Zink for a few months in 1990, and we won the WCW light heavyweight title in 1991 and 1992. During that period, he feuded with Barry Windham and took on the Yellow Dog persona after leaving a loser leaves WCW match. 
Bryan turned heel in September 1992 after an injury forced Brad Armstrong to vacate the light heavyweight title. He would chase the NWA and WCW tag team titles, first with his old rival Barry Windham, then stunning Steve Austin as one half of the Hollywood Blondes. The duo won the titles in March 1993 from Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas and would feud with the Four Horsemen for the spring and summer. Their brash attitudes and outright mocking of the Horsemen made the duo quite popular, but the duo would split later in the year. After spending part of 1994 in ECW, he returned to WCW as a face, but eventually evolved into a tweener. He and old rival Arn Anderson teamed up and feuded with Ric Flair during the summer and fall of 1995. Flair would recruit Sting for their battle with Pinnacle at Fall Brawl 1995, but it turned out to be a ruse. Pillman, Anderson, and Flair, along with newcomer Chris Benoit, would form a new version of the Four Horsemen. His erratic behavior and strange look, which began to develop around this time, would be a part of his new loose cannon gimmick. In February 1996, Pillman and Kevin Sullivan fought in a strap match where the loser would acknowledge defeat by saying they respect their opponent. The match went less than a minute before Pillman said, I respect you, Booker Man, outing Sullivan as a booker for WCW. Eric Bischoff fired Pillman following the event, but believed he would return to the company after some seasoning with the new gimmick. It didn't quite work out that way. Pillman left for ECW and eventually the WWF. After spending a couple of months wreaking havoc in ECW and never wrestling a match, he was in a single car accident that shattered his ankle and put him in a coma for a week. While recovering from his injury, Pillman signed the first guaranteed contract in WWF history in June 1996. Brian would do commentary for the company before transitioning to a wrestling role late in the year. He would take part in one of wrestling's most infamous angles, Pillman's Got a Gun, on the November 4, 1996 Monday Night Raw. Brian's old tag team partner, Steve Austin, looked to take out Pillman for good after damaging Pillman's ankle with a chair a few weeks earlier. But Pillman was prepared. He pulled a 9mm pistol at the intruding Austin. No shots were fired, but a few explosives definitely went off. The WWF and Pillman both had to issue apologies the next week following the event. Pillman would be a part of the last incarnation of the Hart Foundation in 1997, feuding, of course, with Austin. Pillman was in, was in the midst of a feud with Goldust and Marlena at the time of his death. Scheduled to wrestle Dude Love at Bad Blood in Your House, Pillman, like we said, was, was found dead by hotel maids in Bloomington, Minnesota, at the hotel he was staying at the previous night. Despite alcohol and drugs being found in the hotel room, an autopsy revealed he, that was an undetected heart condition that contributed to his death, the same condition that led to the death of his father. Pillman was survived by his wife, Melanie, two children, of course, one born after his death, and two stepchildren. Sadly, Pillman's stepdaughter, Alexis Reed, was killed in an auto accident in November of 2000, 2009. <clears throat> uh, let's see, uh, 21, 21, years, uh, 21 years ago today, of course, 1997, WWF presented Bad Blood in Your House from the Kiel Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Prior to the show, Vince McMahon announced the sudden passing of Brian Pillman. The show featured the first ever Hell in a Cell match, the debut of Kane, and was the final pay-per-view of Vince McMahon as WWF's lead commentator. 21,151 were in attendance, with about 240,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, though some estimates have it at around 215,000. Here are the matches that took place at this event. 
Rocky Maivia, Kama Mustafa, and D'Lo Brown of the Nation of Domination defeated the Legion of Doom in a handicap match. Max Mini and Nova defeated Tarantula and Mosaic. The Godwins, Henry and Phineas, defeated Mosh and Thrasher to Headbangers to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Owen Hart defeated Farouk to win the vacant Intercontinental title. The title was vacated by Stone Cold Steve Austin after a neck injury forcing him to vacate the belt. A tournament was commissioned to crown a new champion. Disciples of Apocalypse, Crush, Chains, Eight Ball, and Skull defeated Los Boricuas, Boricuas, who was Salvio Vega, Jesus Castillo, Jose Estrada Jr., and Miguel Perez Jr. Red Hart and the British Bulldog defeated Vader and the Patriot in a flag match. The match could be won by pinfall, submission, or capturing their country's respective flag. Hart pinned the Patriot to win the match, and Shawn Michaels defeated the Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. And we, we all know how that happened, but that was when Kane debuted in the WWF. Yes. Uh, 19 years ago today, 1999, at a SmackDown taping in Uniondale, New York, Darren Drozdov was seriously injured following a botched powerbomb by D'Lo Brown. Darren would suffer two fractured discs in his neck as a result of landing on his head, an injury that initially left him a quadriplegic. Brown attributes this to a freak occurrence, saying it could happen to anyone on any given night. The match never aired, and no video of the actual injury exists, though Drozdov being taken out on a stretcher became part of the WWF's Don't Try the Service announcements for years. Following the accident, he was a contributor for WWE's website and their internet program, Bite This. As of, as of 2016, Drossoff lives near his family in New Jersey, and he requires 24-hour care. Uh, also 19 years ago today, 1999, lead WWF writers Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara signed with WCW. This comes two days after Russo, on behalf of the duo, resigned from, from the WWF. The decision allegedly came down to a walking, a reduction of workload, what with WWF introduces SmackDown just over a month earlier. This is a story that was written in the October 9th, 1999 edition of Pro Wrestling Torch. Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara, the two scriptwriters behind the rise of WWF Raw and to the top of the table television ratings, jumped ship to WCW. The sudden move initiated by Russo blindsided Vince McMahon when he returned from the Europe pay-per-view on Sunday night. Russo, unhappy with the workload placed upon him since the debut of SmackDown two months ago, contacted WCW last Friday. Less than 48 hours later, he was in Atlanta, Georgia, inking a two-year contract to become the head booker. His job title is technically creative director, which in essence, according to Russo, gives him 100% creative control over WCW storylines and TV shows. Bill Bush, who replaced Eric Bischoff last month as the corporate head of WCW, is the only person Russo has to report to. When Russo told Ferrara on Saturday that he was negotiating with WCW, Ferrara told Russo that if he was jumping, he wanted to jump with him. WCW signed them basically as a package, as a package deal. Russo informed McMahon of his decision to leave the WWF on Sunday night via telephone. In a Torch Talk interview with Russo on Tuesday afternoon, Russo said he regretted having to inform having to inform McMahon by phone, but logistically it was impossible for him to see McMahon in person before the Monday morning production meeting he was scheduled to attend. McMahon had just returned from Europe, and Russo had just returned from Atlanta. The 45-minute conversation ended on a somewhat cordial note, but overall was tense and at times combative. Russo believes McMahon is bitter about 
his and Ferraro's sudden departure. Russo defends the timing of his actions, saying that he had already provided complete scripts with Raw and SmackDown that week. He did not give McMahon two weeks' notice, but McMahon did not have him sign for a contract. Plus, given the nature of the position Russo held, McMahon assuredly wouldn't have wanted him in any WWF events once he had agreed to join WCW. Forces in the notes said they were responsible for upwards of 75 to 80% of the booking for the entire company. Vince McMahon had gained such a trust in Russo that he had never been less involved in the booking of WWF than in recent months. Sometimes McMahon didn't even read Russo's script for all or make changes before letting it play out on live television. The reaction within WCW to the signing of the Russo-Ferrara team is excitement from most circles. Russo initiated contact with WCW on Friday, letting them know he wasn't working under a contract with the WWF, and he was frustrated with the working conditions. Within hours, he was on a flight to Atlanta, Georgia. He met with new WCW Vice President Bill Bush, Bush's boss Harvey Schiller, and President of TBS and TNT Brad Siegel over the weekend. Sunday afternoon, he signed a two-year deal. Dollar figures were not released. The best guess is based on the salary structure of WCW and Turner Broadcasting, peg his salary in the $200,000 to $300,000 range, likely a slight raise of what he earned in the WWF. <clears throat> the primary concern about whether Russo can be as successful in WCW as he was in the WWF is that in the WWF he had the freedom to push the envelope and use adult borderline R-rated themes. Turner television standards are much more strict than USA Network, although Russo says he can work around the current Turner standards and use a more sophisticated approach in getting a across adult themes in prime time. Russo did not attend Nitro in person Monday, but he did watch the show. He says he sees a lot of room for changes, stressing the complete lack of eternal logic to the current booking. He says he would make gradual changes over the next few months, probably not beginning until after Halloween Havoc. One of his early goals is to talk to Bush and Siegel about getting Nitro cut back to two hours and Thunder cut back to one hour. Russo has a good relationship with Kevin Nash, dating back to their days in the WWF, but no history with Goldberg, Hogan, or Ric Flair. Part of Russo's motivation for initiating the move to WCW was the lack of recognition McMahon gave him publicly. In the IPO documents, he wasn't listed as a primary employee. In magazine interviews, McMahon never mentioned Russo's name. As time went by, he grew frustrated. Primarily, though, the addition of SmackDown to his workload doubled his hours. He wanted to be able to spend more time with his family. And McMahon didn't seem receptive to adjusting his workload. And, of course, that, that's it for that right there. But here's here's a little bit more to this. While some of the wrestlers' fortunes, especially those on the undercard, improved under Russo's booking, ratings ultimately did not. They stayed consistent with what they were doing during the spring and summer. The Crash TV format that made that made, that made that helped make the WWF's re, reinsurgence turned off a lot of WCW fans who less, who less entertainment and more wrestling on their wrestling shows. Russo was relieved of his duties in January 2000 after, suggestion, suggest, after suggesting that former UFC fighter Tank Abbott beat WCW World Heavyweight Champion. When a booking committee led by Kevin Sullivan did worse, Russo was brought back in April. Russo would be relieved of his duties a second time in October of 2000, this time sent home for good. Hi. 18, 18 years ago today, put it at the year 2000. Anibal Gonzalez Hernandez, best known, of course, as Juventud Guerrera, was arrested following an incident at a hotel lobby in Australia. He was charged with three counts of assault, disorderly conduct, obstruction, 
and drug possession, likely ecstasy, which was found on him at the time of his arrest. He would plead guilty to two counts of assaulting police and was fined over $3,000. He avoided jail time because it was proven he was the sole supporter of his family. WCW sent him home following his court appearance and was subsequently released. 17 years ago today, put at 2001, Vince Russo announced that he was going to retire from wrestling when his time order contract expires in two days. Russo at the time was booking for Australian promotion World Wrestling All-Stars. In an unsurprising swerve, he did not retire. In fact, he joined TNA less than a year later after a brief stopover back in WWE. He's still very much in the business today doing a daily wrestling podcast for Podcast One. Steve Carino also announces he intends to retire once he lost the NWA World Heavyweight title. He will lose the title that December, and surely enough, he did not retire either. By going, a, going on a retirement tour in 2007, Carino, as of 2016, is still in the business as a color analyst for Ring of Honor. 16 years ago today, put at 2002, ROH presents Glory by Honor from the Murphy Recreation Center in Philadelphia. Here are the matches that took place here. Homicide defeated Divine Storm, who was Chris Divine and Quiet Storm, Special K, who was Dixie and Izzy, and the Spanish announce team, Joel and Jose Maximo, in a tag team scramble match. The backseat boys, Johnny Cashmere and Trent Acid, defeated Homicide and Steve Carino. The Christopher Street Connection, Allison Danger, Buff E, and Mace defeated Alexis Lurie, Christian York, and Joey Matthews. Tony Mamaluke defeated James Mariotto with the win. Mamaluke won the rights to the FBI gimmick. The Amazing Red defeated Akuto Hikata. Don Juan and Fast Eddie fought to a no contest for the ETB TV title. Steve Carino defeated Rudy Boy Gonzalez in a Texas death match. Low Key defeated Samoa Joe. Prince Nana defeated Elax. Jay Briscoe defeated Xavier. The Carnage Crew, DeVito and Loke, defeated the Hit Squad, Mafia and Monster Mac, in a Philadelphia street fight. Michael Shane defeated Paul London and Spanky in a three-way elimination match. And Christopher Daniels defeated Doug Williams. Fourteen years ago today, put at 2004, at a SmackDown taping in Boston, Massachusetts, Carlos Colon Jr., also known as Carlito, makes his WWE TV debut and defeated John Cena, to win the WWE United States title. <clears throat> 12 years ago today, put it at 2006, Antonio Pena, founder of Mexico's top promotion, uh, of course, I'm just going to say the short version, which is AAA, sadly died of a heart attack in Mexico City. He was 55 years old. Born June 13, 1951, as Antonio Ipolito Pena Harada, he grew up in a wrestling family watching his uncle Panzona compete as a as a Spectro in the 1950s and 60s. After training under his uncle, Rojas Isaias Rodriguez and Tono Hernandez, he began his wrestling career as El Genio in, excuse me, 1974. Eventually, with his father's blessing, Antonio would take on his uncle's persona and began wrestling as El Spectro Jr. His superior technique and psychological tactics would make him one of the top rudos in Mexico in the 1970s challenging for the welterweight and middleweight championships. In 1980, he took a risk and radically changed his persona again, wrestling as Chaos, a sinister Rudo who invoked his. 
He carried live pigeons to the ring and would release them towards his opponent during matches and smear the blood of a pigeon on himself. Of course, not really. The blood was fake, and he really didn't rip pigeons' heads off. <laughs> Though Pena would never win a title as Chaos, he was one of the most sought-after wrestlers in all of Mexico. He gave up the gimmick in 1985 as El Spectro de Ultra Tumba, or the Ghost from Beyond the Grave, and passed on his Chaos gimmick. Pena would eventually pass on the El Spectro de Ultra Tumba in 1986 to his cousin, and eventually retired from full-time competition. He attempted comebacks in 1994 and 2001. Pena always had a mind for gimmicks, storylines, and booking, so when he retired, he was hired by Mexican promotion EMLL to work in public relations. Eventually, he would begin writing storylines for the company, and Pena, along with Juan Herrera, would combine to make EMLL the top Mexican promotion in the late 1980s. The promotion would break away from the NWA in 1989 and branded themselves as CMLL. Following the rebranding, Herrera favored, favored the heavyweights, while Pena wanted to go with younger and faster and smaller, sometimes literally, competitors. In the end, Herrera's philosophy won, and Pena started a booking agency for the Televisia-owned AAA promotion in 1992. Quickly, the promotion flourished, with young talent including Rey Mysterio Jr., Psychosis, Conan, and Los Gringos Locos. New companies caught on so quickly, the Universal Wrestling Association, which was another wrestling promotion out of Mexico, went out of business. At their peak in the mid-1990s, their first Triple Mania, the day considered Mexico's equivalent of WrestleMania, drew over 48,000 fans. Pena's Triple A co-promoted when Worlds Collide with WCW and had a TV show in the United States in August of 1994. The foundation of the company's roster fell apart not long after the event. Sadly, of course, Art Barr passed away, and his stablemates in Los Gringos Locos, Eddie Guerrero, and Madonna's boyfriend left the company. Top, top stars include Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, La Parca, and Juventud Guerrero, among others, would leave for WCW. The downturn in the Mexican economy caused other stars to follow. Pena was AAA's Vince McMahon, meaning he had the final say of all on all matters in the company. His shocking passing left a void in the company, though his brother-in-law and his son had tried to fill it. Several promotions paid tribute to Pena following his death. Today, AAA holds memorial events every year around this time, highlighted by the Copa Antonio Pena or the Antonio Pena Cup Tournament. The tournament is the highlight of the Immortal Heroes event. AAA held the 10th edition of, of this event uh, this weekend back in 2016. <clears throat> Ten years ago today, which was 2008, WWE presented the final No Mercy event from the Rose Garden in Portland, Oregon. 9,527 were in attendance, with 261,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, down slightly from 2007's event of 271,000 buys. Here are some of the matches that took place. In a pre-show dark match, the Colognes, Carlito, and Primo defeated John Morrison and The Miz. Matt Hardy defeated Mark Henry to retain the ECW title. Beth Phoenix defeated Candice Michelle to retain the WWE Women's title. Rey Mysterio defeated Kane by DQ. Batista defeated JBL. The Big Show defeated The Undertaker by knockout. Triple H defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the WWE title. Chris Jericho defeated Shawn Michaels in the latter match to retain the World Heavyweight title. 
uh, nine years ago today, we put it at 2009, on Raw from Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, the Miz defeated Kobe Kingston to win the United States title. Also nine years ago today, in 2009, at an impact taping at Universal Orlando, Amazing Red defeated Samoa Joe to win the X Division <coughs> At a Lucha Underground taping in Los Angeles, California, Prince Puma last defeated Johnny Mundo in Aztec Warfare to become the first Lucha Underground champion. Other participants in alphabetical order were Bale, Big Rick, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Cortez Castro, Drago, Phoenix, Ivelisse, King Cuerno, Mariachi Loco, Mascarita Sagrada, Bill Morantes, Mr. Cisco, Pentagon Jr., Pimpinella Escalarda, Ricky Mandel, Sexy Star, Son of Havoc, and Superfly. Not Jimmy Snooker, but just Superfly. And I see, I don't think we have any. Let me double check the, uh, let me double check one more thing here, folks. let me just say here, uh, let's see what we have here. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's see here. Okay, give me just one second here. I think we do have some birthdays here. Let me double check on this, folks. Excuse me just one second while I pull all this up. There. Yes, we have one birthday to report here today, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and that is happy. Let me see. Happy 52nd birthday to Goldust, former uh, uh, ex-wife, also remember as Marlena Terry Runnels. Happy 52nd birthday to Terry here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's, so there you have it there with your wrestling history and birthdays here for today. JD, thank you very much there, sir, for the wrestling news and views here for tonight. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055 pound. Episode 567 of WWS Revolution for <clears throat> for Friday, October 15th, 2015. First 2016 WWS Hall of Fame. Now, part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon. Hey, right buddy. Hey. How are you? It is, it is, uh, human, 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 John Gross here with us here, here tonight. 
and of course, as I said, with that excellent music, John, welcome to Five Sixty Seven of Revolution. Good to have you on here as well. Um, and I'm sorry, also, uh, yeah, I just came to do my super showdown prediction. Okay. Okay, we'll take care of that here momentarily, but uh, well, I was just talking about something else. Uh, but uh, I had to also re revamp, of course, there'll be a second video for episode 567 tonight on WWS Dynasty. Apparently, somewhere midway through, we kind of yeah, sure what happened. But, uh, but anyway, we've, I've got it back up and running now, and hopefully, like I said, we'll, uh, 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 we, uh, we've got it all situated here. Here, uh, right now, hopefully, it will hold for the remainder of the show. So, in the meantime, here, like I said, uh, John's on here momentarily. Uh, mentioned about here as we were going to get ready to, to talk about here in a few moments. Of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, coming up here is uh, tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. on the WWE Network. Uh, of course, this will be filmed in Melbourne, Australia. It will be WWE Super Showdown. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have this. We have talked about this. We are also going to do a prediction for, of course, this event coming up here tomorrow. And also, ladies and gentlemen, a prediction title challenge is also has also been lined up here as well. Uh, of course, like I said, um, we had. Uh, <clears throat> I do have everyone, of course, lined up here, of course, to give their thoughts and opinions on everything. Um, of course, I have. We have ten matches to talk about here, so I guess uh, JD and John. I guess we can go ahead and we can get yours taken care of. And of course, if, when, if we do have, of course, MLD pop on the line here momentarily, and also if we have Ann pop on as well, uh, we'll get their predictions here in just a few minutes. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about, of course, the uh, matches here that we do have lined up here. Of course, ten matches lined up. Uh, for Super Showdown, of course, like I said, coming up at, here in the United States at 5 o'clock a.m. tomorrow morning, of course, on the WWE Network. Uh, J.D., we'll start with you here, sir. <clears throat> and um, and the first match that we'll talk about is, of course, like I said, one that has definitely been been hyped up, really, really hyped up here big time. Of course, it's the last time ever match that we have lined up here. Which of course be Triple H versus The Undertaker. Of course, Triple H will have Shawn Michaels, his old running buddy with Degeneration X in his corner, while Undertaker will have his fellow Brothers of Destruction partner Kane in his. JD, your thoughts between Triple H and The Undertaker? Will this be the main event? Will be this be the one that closes the show? However, to answer both questions, no, I don't think this will close the show. However. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to say, however, this one, however, will be a good match, however. But you know what, however? They're already talking about right now the plan, however, is that they want to make Sean and Triple H or Sean and Taker fight Survivor Series one more time rather than WrestleMania. Will it happen? There was talk at one point they wanted to do a tag team match, but you never know. Uh, that's still up in the air. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I am going to say that, I mean, as much as I want to see Triple H wins this one, however, I think they're setting this up for the big thing, however, obviously, however, Survivor Series. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the dead man on this one as much as I want to go with Triple H on this one. John, let's get your take on Triple H versus The Undertaker. Yeah, I agree with JD. Triple H will get the one W here. 
I think you'll see interference from Sean Michaels, though. Okay, well, I think JD said, JD, you were going with the Undertaker, though, right? Uh, no, I think he went with Triple H. I think he said he went, but I think he said as much as he wanted to go with Triple H, I think he said he was going to go with the Undertaker. Uh, JD, 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 did you say you were going with the Undertaker? JD. <laughs> Sorry, which one, what's this one? No, no, no. Did you, did you say you were going with the Undertaker in this match? Yeah, this was a tough one for me to decide because I thought, however, like I said, Triple H would win. But like I said, I think they're going to try to set up Sean and maybe possibly take her one more time. I mean, I thought it was going to be a mania, <laughs> but uh, it looks like now it's going to be a Survivor Series more than likely at this point, but you never know. Uh, yeah, that's my plan. Yeah, how I... You're saying the other tech you think is going to win this match? Yep. Okay, uh, he said the Undertaker. Okay. Okay, okay, and now, so who are you going with? Well, I'm going to... Uh, well, I have to say, Triple Eight, like I've been like I've been saying like I've been saying when this match first first was booked. Triple H has not gotten a win over the Undertaker in any pay per view. Now I could now I was wrong. His first win was in the United Kingdom in Insurrection two thousand two. That was a UK pay per view. But this and that wasn't filmed live. But that was that was taped in the UK. But this matchup has not, Triple H has not been The Undertaker on pay-per-view the only, in one-on-one competition. The only time Triple H has been The Undertaker on pay-per-view was at the 2009 Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship at No Way Out when Triple H eliminated him last. So, advantage has to go to Triple H. And like I said, you'll see interference from uh, Shawn Michaels, too. You're going to say, you're saying Triple H is going to win this. Yep. Okay, there you go. So a very interesting turn of events here. Yes, indeed. Uh, next matchup here, of course, uh, on, our, on, our, on our lineup here. And before we do so here, uh, before I get to the next one here, guys, I just now happened to notice that a particular insect has made it in here to the studio. And this this, this, this is coming up up to me saying, uh, why did you start without me? And I'm sorry that I did. But uh, we just... So that can only mean, with all due respect to 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 who I'm about to talk about, of course. Uh, we're all saying that, and all and just in good fun here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm referring to the very first WWE uh, 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She's also known as the Black Widow, and also known as the First Lady of Professional Wrestling. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> she's also, of course, part of GFW Main Event, also known as. Uh, WWS Women's Revolution, also WWS Triple Threat Talk Radio, Attitude Radio, and of course all of our other shows here in the radio network. And the co-star of One Night in Palmyra. 
Oh, good God, J.D., you sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, the M to the L to the Okay, um, am I making a fucking porn here and I wasn't told? I'm kidding there, Michelle, with that remark. Actually, 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 J.D. got the camera on right now. He's trying to film. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and Geralmo vision. Okay. Oh, that's nasty. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Michelle, we have uh, of course uh, we'll, we will rewind it here just a tad here for just a minute, and uh, and of course we're starting to talk about our predictions here for WWE Super Showdown 2018. Uh, let's talk. Let's go back to the first match here that we were talking about here. Uh, um, um, and that is, of course, the first match we talked about, of course, is the one hyped up match that has definitely been talked about. Uh, and that is, of course, Triple H versus The Undertaker. MLD, let's get your take on this business. Oh, boy. Um, a great feud from the past. Uh, a lot of history there between those two. Um, oof. You know, I like to see it end as nobody wins as a, you know, draw or a, a count out, something to that effect. Um, um, I'm, damn, this is hard. Uh, I want to say Triple H. Okay, then. Okay, you're saying Triple H there, MLB? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, there you go for that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> next matchup rock here. concert next door? Sorry. Um, okay, next, next matchup here that we'll talk about here, and I'm just going in the lineup according to what was listed on Wikipedia. Uh, the next matchup we'll talk about, and Michelle, we'll start with you here, and then we'll go to J.D. and then we'll go to John. Uh, the next one here is a tag team match hitting Bobby Lashley teaming up with John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Your thoughts here, please. Oh, this is a hard match for me, too. I like three out of four. Um, why do they have to put John Cena with Bobby Lashley? That's what I don't understand. Um, I mean, you could have, like, you know, Made a big surprise return and made a pizza. What the hell is that feedback? I'm gonna go ahead, Emily. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Sorry. Oh. And that too. <laughs> Um, it's okay. I'm just making sure that some, you know, somebody wasn't invading our show again. Um, no, no one is. I mean, yeah, I mean, of all people, it has to be John Cena that they picked. But you know, like I said, they could have made it a surprise return, made it Batista, and I probably would have been no more good. Um, but I'm going to go with Lashley and Cena. It's it's I it's a hard choice. Oh well, let me think about that. Um. <laughs> John Cena might fuck it up for Lashley. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. 
Nice one. Um, I, I'm still going to stick with fuck. Lashley and Cena. Fuck. I hope I don't regret it. Okay. All right. We have that. Let's say thank you, MLD. JD, your thoughts on the same match? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with Michelle. I mean, I don't want to see Cena in this match, but we're forced to see it, however. I mean, KO and Elias, however, did get the upper hand a little bit on Lashley, however, by uh, putting down Lashley's so-called little pipsqueak, lethargic little uh, lackluster guy, Leo Rush, this week, however. So you know Bobby's going to be a little pissed off going into this venue. KO and Elias, of course, have been only uh, friends for just a short time. They haven't teamed up yet, however. This is their first real test. I'm going to go with Cena and Bobby as well. Okay, you're going to take Lashley and Cena as well. Okay, John, your thoughts here? Um, I'm going to go with Cena and Lashley. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, excuse me there, guys. Hello? Hello? I think so, I'm not sure. Hello, How are you doing, Michelle? Oh, I um was entangled watching um the New Japan special tonight, and then I looked at the time and I said, "Oh shit, I gotta go." Okay. All right, uh, I gotta yeah, talk about that. Right <laughs> yeah, it was a really good match. Um, Will Ospreay versus Marty Scroll. Yeah, that's what I heard. However, I knew it was on tonight. However, uh just to give everyone a quick update on baseball, the Brewers beat Colorado 4 nothing. Houston won 7-2, the Dodgers are up 2 nothing, and the Yankees are down 5-2. Woohoo! No Bo Sox. I'm pulling for the Bo Sox here. I'm saying, that the reason why I'm saying woohoo is because the Yankees are down. Yeah, me too. Oh, you guys got to hear something pretty funny. How I told us said this in the news earlier tonight. A fan today bought $500 worth of beer. For those sitting around him after predicting one of the asses would have had a home run today. And he did. Damn. Damn, was it Gerard? Pretty... <laughs> oh, that would have been, been awesome. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> no, his name is Eddie Flores from uh, Houston. But no, that would have been cool if Gerard did it, though. Yeah, Flores said how I told his fan, the fans before it happened that if Smith, uh, if, uh, uh, who was George Springer hit a home in the top of the fifth inning, however, he bought $500 worth of beer, which he did. And then another guy made back-to-back home, and he bought beers for seven rows straight, however, and then he bought another seven rows worth of beer. He had a was parked. <laughs> he was a very good boy today. But uh, okay. let's see what else. Oh, good. MLD is back in the fruit of my loins. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> By the way, MLD, uh, after we get done with this, I have something special and important I do have to tell you. So just stand by after we do these predictions. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Next match up here is, of course, is a match that's been having a long-standing feud um, um, as for a long time. Now this match has been turned into a number one contenders match for the WWE Championship. And this match is Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. MLD, your thoughts, please. Oh, yes. I think, I think we all know where she's going to go with this. I think um, so, too. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I, I like this feud. I mean, it, you know, I, I like seeing the Miz piss people off, and, and especially piss Daniel Bryan off. Um, this this is the match I'm looking forward to the most, other than I don't really know what the freaking lineup is, honestly. Um, I mean, of course, you know, everybody's excited about Triple H and Taker, but I really want to see the Miz, <clears throat> the Miz and Daniel. And, of course, I'm going to go with The Miz. So you're going with The Miz to pick up this win here. J.D., your thoughts on this match? How many times does The Miz have to get Lucky out of his ass? He has a horseshoe up his ass the last couple times he's faced Daniel Bryan. Well, you, but you know, like to Michelle talk there, buddy, about having a horseshoe up your ass. Well, don't worry. When we get our bets going here, we'll have a little squabble about this. But, no, Michelle's right. This has been a fantastic feud, no question about it. It's been 10 years in the making. It's been one of the most exciting feuds to watch right now. But you know what, Howard? Daniel Bryan definitely needs revenge, Howard. He is going to get revenge. And that way, when it's all said and done, Miz can go back to Maurice and say, Guess what, honey? The dingo ate my baby. Because guess what? Miz is going to make Miz, you're going to be screaming all night long. And that way you can tell your little girl, Daddy just lost to the better man. Daniel Bryan is going to uh, win this. Are, he are needs you, to get this back up. Daniel Bryan a dingo? I'm calling, a, I'm calling him a dingo, a hungry dog who's looking to take a bite out of something. He needs to get revenge here. And he's going to be ready for this one, I feel. Yes, I am calling him a dingo, and he's hungry. He's ready for revenge, and he will get it here, unless Maurice finds a way to stick her nose where it doesn't belong in. But, I mean, this is already up 2-0 in the series. Daniel Bryan's got to get back in this quickly, otherwise it's going to be a blowout. So, yes, I am calling him a dingo, and I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. The yes-man will prevail here. John, your thoughts on this match? I couldn't agree more, J.D. Daniel Bryan. Yes. Okay. By yourself. Okay. Well, like I said, oh, I you know, anything, anything, anything can happen here, guys, as they say. Yes, in they can. All right, next up here is the six-man six man tag team match, which, of course, uh, thank, I love the MLB branded belch. That's, I have to start calling it that, yes. Mm-hmm. The black <laughs> The Black Widow belt. There you go. Hey, the Black Watch Widow. out. I might whoop your ass with it. That's <laughs> for finishing with the Black Widow belt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. The six-minute tag team matchup here pitting the Shield versus the team of Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. MLD, your thoughts here? Okay. Well, the obvious choice, of, if you had to, you know, like talk to the fans and stuff like that, the obvious choice for them would be the Shield. Um, I think that Braun and and Drew and Dolph have been uh, a good trio. I mean, of course, you know, um, Drew and uh, Braun are carrying that team, basically, really. I mean, they're making Dolph look like a little bitch, and I don't like it because Dolph has proven many times over the years he can hold his own. Um, Oh, I hate this. Because you got Seth on one side, you got Drew on the other side. Damn. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. I'm a, can you come back to me? Can I think about that for a second? Yes, you may. But yes. JD, your thoughts on Thank the you. Shield versus Strong, Ziggler, and McIntyre? 
There's some talk out of this, however. There could be a few surprises here. Dean could go heel, or Dolph could go uh, back from heel to face, however. You don't know what's going to happen. If Dolph is going to go, if they are going to do the switch, however, they ought to do it here, but they might wait until Monday, maybe, in Chicago, and they get back into the States to do it officially. However, I don't see it happening on Monday. I do see it maybe coming out here, however. The obvious pick is, yes, the Shield should win. No doubt. But at the same time, how you got Big Bad Braun Strowman, you got the Scottish psychopath, the big dangerous Drew McIntyre, who, by the way, was really going table for three with Jinder and Heath Slater. If you guys didn't see that, that was worth watching. It wasn't too three bad. Three man band. And then, yeah, three MB back together. And even though we don't like Jinder, I mean, he came off all right, but I still thought Slater and McIntyre were the better guys out of the uh, interview, especially at the end when they stiffed Slater. That was pretty funny. Slater wasn't too impressed with that, but it was kind of funny in a way. Uh, but then, of course, you got Big Bad Braun, uh, the, uh, the uh, somewhat bully beast, if you will, so I'm calling him, however. I'm not going to call him the beast bully because we know who that is reserved for. But no, this will be a good match, however. <sighs> I do see a heel turn coming, but I just don't know how I'm going to play it, though. That's the thing. It's like poker. You don't know which hand you want to tip off your ace or your diamond. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say in this case the ace trumps the diamond here. I think the shield will win, but don't be surprised if Dean goes full-blown heel afterward. And if they don't do it here, then it's coming definitely on Monday in Chicago. And the shield will win. Yeah, I got the shield in this one. Yep. Okay, John, your thoughts on this six-man tag? I got the shield myself, too. Okay, MLD, uh, any thoughts? Oh, gosh. I, <clears throat> damn. Um, you know, I'd like to see Dolph turn on them. That's actually a really good point, J.D. I, I, for, I for once, agree with you on something tonight. Um. God, this sucks. I'm going to go with the damn shield, too. I know I'm going to regret it, but I am. Okay, so everyone is going to go going straight across here, and we're going to say the shield's going to pull this win off. The next one is a six-woman tag team match hitting Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus the Riot Squad. Michelle, your thoughts? Okay, not a fan of Ronda Rousey. Everyone knows that. Um, I do love the Bellas. I've always been a huge <coughs> Bellas fan. Um, on the right squad side, Sarah Logan, she plays a good crazy bitch. You know, she's Mary Dodson and um, uh, was it New Japan? I don't know, somewhere she was that character. Um, but, I mean, the strongest link on that team, Link, what the fuck, Link, I can't talk, um, is Ruby. Riot. Uh, let's hope Bree doesn't botch any more fucking moves tomorrow night. Um, poor dear. I'm going to say the Bellas and, you know, uh, Man Beast. We're saying Rousey and the Bellas. Yes. Okay. JD, your thoughts on this six woman tag? Michelle's right. I mean, hopefully Brie won't be able to botch any moves here, however, and hopefully Liv Morgan won't uh, have another uh, injury that would really be severe, however. But no, uh, 
Sarah Logan, I do like how Ruby is still the page 2.0 tattoo freak, as I call her sometimes, and she's good at it. But uh, Sarah Logan is growing more and more on me by the week, however, and she is impressive, but she's still got to get a little bit better. Yes, the Bella Army is going to be in full force here in Australia. Yes, they're going to go crazy in Gaga for Ronda. But there has been talk here, too, that it could be a big surprise that Nikki attacks Ronda after the match, or they're going to wait until Monday. So, you know what? I'm going to go the same way I did with the Shield match, however. I think they wait until Monday, and then you're going to start seeing the build-up of Dinky and Ronda for Revolution. So, I'm going to take the Bellas and Ronda in this one. Okay. Okay. John, your thoughts on this six-woman tag? Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. Next up here, of course, the stakes could not in this match here for the WWE title. AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. Michelle, your thoughts, please. Oh, this feud has got on my damn nerves, especially towards the end of this last week or this week, whatever it was. Um, no, I, I've always been a big fan of AJ Styles. I have never liked Samoa Joe. I don't like any Samoans except for um, Rikishi. I, I like the Usos now. Um, I like them portraying the heel part better than the face. I think they get more, anyways, besides one. Um, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, oof. I'm going to say AJ retains and beats the living dog snot out of him. Okay. All right, JD. AJ Styles defending the WWE title against Samoa Joe. Of course, big time matchup here. Of course, big implications here. Big implications indeed in ODQ, which is right up uh, Joe's alley when you think about it. Joe has been really in AJ's head quite a bit. And this has been one of the other feuds I've really enjoyed. However, I'm still here. Okay, I'm still here. I can hear. Uh, but uh, no, right. this has been this has been a good feud. I've enjoyed this. However, however, the big thing is if they're going to do Daniel Bryan and AJ, do you do it at Survivor Series? Do you wait till the Rumble? Hell, do you wait until next next April in Mania, which would be a great match if you do it that way. I think right now, for the time being, you go with the latter. You go with Daniel and Joe for a little while. And then if they're going to turn AJ maybe into a heel and keep Daniel Bryan as a face, they could start building that up maybe early next year. So, you know what, I'm going to go with Daniel and Joe for the uh, a big few to for the next few months, Howard. So I think you're going to see that happen. And then you'll see Daniel and AJ start out 2019 with a bang. Who are you picking to win this, to win this match? Joe. Joe, Joe this, is Joe's, this is Joe's match to win. Joe's been dominating this whole feud. However, from the get-go, he needs to finally get away and get the belt off AJ. AJ's had a great championship reign. Don't get me wrong. He's had a fantastic reign. But this time, it's Joe's time, I feel. John, your thoughts here on this WWE title match between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe? You know what? I think JD took the words right out of my mouth. You're saying Joe as well? Yep. Okay. All right. There you, there you have it with that one. Next up here. Uh, <clears throat> yes. The next, next up here, of course, is the Cruiserweight title match pitting the champion Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. Michelle, your thoughts? Oh, really? They did yeah. that match? Oh, no. 
Yeah, Ooh, sorry about that. Mm. That's okay. It's okay. Um, definitely one million billion percent pulling for Buddy Murphy. Uh, he, it's, it's just like JD said. It's it's Buddy Murphy's time. It's been his time. Cedric Alexander has hold that damn belt long enough. He's boring champion, you know. And Buddy Murphy is great talent. He's never been utilized right. Give him the damn belt. You're saying, so you're going with Buddy Murphy to pick up the Cruiserweight title? Yes. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Cruiserweight title match? Michelle took the words just as I've said so many times how about Mr. Alexa Bliss, how I do think it's his time, how he is one of the more underrated Cruiserweights next to anyone in the division right now next to Tony Nese. Those are the two top guys I think right now you look at how Holy that are slightly shit. And I think they do not get the credit they deserve. And Nice, of course, had that great match with Gargano the other night on NXT, which I went back and watched today, which was a really good match. So, yeah, it's time for Mr. Murphy. It's Murphy's Law. This is his home country. This is his crowd. He is going to leave Australia with the gold. Holy shit. Write that down. Agreed on something. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. John, your thoughts here on the Cruiserweight title match? You know what? You won't get any arguments from me. I say Buddy Murphy's going to win this thing. I spoke okay. to a friend earlier last Monday on my live show. They said they said that Buddy Murphy's the juggernaut of 205, and he is. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so John's also taking Buddy Murphy in this as well. We're also trying to get predictions from the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach. I'm working on that while we're talking here, so <clears throat> so we'll we'll try to get hers on here. If we don't get them on the show tonight, I will get them on uh, before, of course, uh, before the show pops on. And like I said, this hers will also still count in the special thing we'll announce here in just a few minutes. So I'll let you know about that. Next, of course, is the match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, the New Day uh, versus. Of course, a team that everyone's been talking about is that, that should have been, been getting a chance all along. They're finally going to get their chance against Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar. Michelle, your thoughts here. First off, who do you think is going to represent the New Day in this match? And th- th- that's not going to count as part of the prediction, by the way, in the title challenge. I'm just asking that just out of curiosity. Um, and the, but, the, but the main part is who do you think is going to win in this match with the SmackDown tag titles? Oh, Jesus, you said Seamus' name again. And and I revert back to that image in my head. But anyways, um, <laughs> been a good, this has been a good feud, too. Um, I like the bar. I think they're very, very strong tag team. Um, oof. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say New Day retains, um, and it's gonna be uh, uh, Biggie and Xavier. Yeah, okay, so you say the New Day will retain the title. Okay. Okay. As and Michelle will, does not want to think about Sheamus's bulging shamrock. Whoa! Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, 
It's magically delicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can okay. tell you nothing about that. I was born in Switzerland and raised in Switzerland. <laughs> All right, JD. Uh, same thing. Who you think will represent the new day in this match, and who you think will win the tag titles? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Kofi and Xavier, Biggie in this one. I'm gonna. I'm torn between Biggie and Xavier. I'm gonna go Kofi Biggie. I think the bar has to win this now because the bar has been screwed over so many times in the last several months. I mean, enough is enough, Howard. It's time for a change, Howard, to quote Owen Hart, Howard. I mean, the bar have been denied their opportunities since they've been back. I mean, they have not had a chance to make things right, Howard, since the uh, since Mania. So you cannot keep denying these guys time after time. I think it's their time now, finally. Because the bar will win the tag titles, okay? And, and it'll be and- uh, Guinness and... Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what's it for? Guinness and uh, chocolate. We'll have we'll have chocolate stout beer in Australia afterward because it's going to be a celebration. That's good. Uh, and John, your thoughts? Uh, who do you think will represent the new day, and who do you think will win the tag titles? Um, Biggie and Kofi, and I'm going to say the bar on this one too. Okay. So JD and John's going to bail you up to the bar. Something like that. All right, next matchup is <laughs> a, a ladies tag team matchup here. Michelle, we'll start with you on this. As Asuka and Naomi team up to do battle against Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, the Iconics. Um, Asuka and Naomi. <clears throat> uh, JD, your thoughts on this ladies tag match? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, as much as uh, you got a piss in and a kangaroo, however, coming home, however, in their own backyard, wanting to fight Oscar and Naomi, it's going to be Team, uh, let's say, uh, Empress Glow, if you will, however, because they're going to show the glow and the Empress will reign supreme. They've got to do something with Oscar. They continue to just piss all over her. Uh, John, your thoughts here on Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics? Yeah, no love for the hometown heroes. Oscar and Naomi. <laughs> last, match, last match that we'll talk about here um, is the SmackDown women's title match. Of course, obviously, big implications here. Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte Flair. Jay, um, Michelle, your thoughts here, please. Oh, well, um, Becky, boring Lynch. Um, yeah. Ooh, so, um, yeah, I'm yeah, been a boring-ass feud between them two. Um, but, you know, I mean, you got to do something. So, um, yeah, Charlotte Flair for the win. Okay. Yeah. your thoughts on the SmackDown women's title match? Oh, Michelle, 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 Michelle. We know there's always going to be the top dog and the top queen of the division, no doubt. But you know what? You call her boring as you may, however. She showed, however, until this week, however, she is tired of being Charlotte's lackey, if you will, however. And she's going to show that fire temper in Australia, Bellini. This should have been a steel cage match. Hell, a no DQ match would have been better. You know what? Becky's going to stay on top a little bit more, however. I think Charlotte's going to go off and spin it in her program, maybe. And I'm saying now, maybe, possibly down the road with something like uh, Lana, maybe. So, for the time being, I think Becky has to stay on top. And then Becky's next program will be with... Oh, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it will be... 
not Lana. Uh, I can't remember who somebody else. Oh, I mean, maybe uh, possibly someone like uh, Lana. Shoot, crap, I can't think here, damn it. Uh, someone, someone fresh. I mean, so she needs someone new to work with her, you know. Yeah, uh, Becky versus JD. <laughs> hey, I don't mind that. She can show me her uh, temper anytime. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> okay, so apparently you're taking Becky to win this. JD, is that what you said? Yeah, bro. Okay. And John, your thoughts on the SmackDown Women's Title match? Becky Lynch. All right. Like I said, we'll get Ann's predictions here. I'm working on trying to get them hopefully before the show goes off to here tonight. But I will get hers hopefully here in the next few little bits. But let's run down here one more time of what everybody has predicted here so far. In the Triple H Undertaker match, MLD and John are going for Triple H. JD is going with the Undertaker. In the tag match with Bobby Lashley and Cena versus Elias and KO, Everybody is going for Lashley and Cena. In the WWE title contender match, um, MLD, of course, is going with The Miz. JD and John is going with Daniel Bryan. <clears throat> uh, the six-man tag team match, uh, all three are going with The Shield. Yep, I'm still out here. Okay, all right. Uh, the six-woman tag team match, all are going with the team of Ronda Rousey and the Bell Twins. The WWE title match, MLD is going with AJ to retain. JD and John is going with Samoa Joe to win. The Cruiserweight title match, everyone is going with Cody Murphy to win the Cruiserweight title. The SmackDown tag titles, MLD is going with the New Day to retain. JD and John is going with the Bar to win. Uh, <clears throat> the match between Asuka and Naomi versus the Iconics, everybody is going with Asuka and Naomi. And the SmackDown women's title match here, MLD is going with Charlotte, and JD and John is going with Becky. And Ann just did give me one of her predictions. She's also going with Becky to pick up the win here. Uh, and then if, Ann, if you can hear me, let me go ahead and run down the remaining nine matches here. Let's 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 get her predictions here, guys, and I'll tell you what they are. And uh, hey, Chad. Here. Yes, John. I'm gonna run off here. I just came to do my predictions, but I will. But I will notice everyone. I got some news too. If you are Xbox and PlayStation video gamers, I know we know the WWE 2K19 actual game comes out on October 9th. But I was at Walmart tonight, and they have the deluxe edition of Xbox and PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. All right. Do yep. you, so, you have a retail price for those games, John? No, I don't. No. Okay, well, well, we'll check that out there. Thank you very much for letting us but, um, but uh, for all you video gamers, get it. You, you, you either got to get it now, or else you can just get, get the, the regular date edition. That's all, that's all as simple as that. That's all you got to do. Well, John, we say thank you very much there, sir. And we got your prediction. All righty, guys. Well, enjoy, enjoy uh, the Super Showdown. And on that note, I will be heading heading off here. JD, Michelle, hope you guys have a good night. And hope you have a good night yourself, Chad. Hope you have a good night, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Good night, John. Okay, of course. Also, good night. Also, also John. Good night. John, the match. The match. John, the match. Also.
Huh? Match on Sunday. Are you still going to do it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be okay, there. So we'll, we'll talk to you on Sunday at Sunday night there as well, John. Thank you very much. Sir. Okay. All right, I'll be there. All right, thank you. Thank you, John. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll sit back machine John Grush. We thank you for coming on, getting his predictions in. And uh, <clears throat> and we'll talk about that here in just a few moments here. Let's get let's see if we can get Ann's predictions, remaining predictions here uh, for Super Showdown. And let's run them down right here really fast. Uh, Triple H versus The Undertaker, Ann. Who do you think will win this match? Oh. Just make sure she still hears me here. Uh, <clears throat> oh my God. Okay, she. Okay, wait a minute. She, okay, she does. Anne is going with the Undertaker to win this match. Okay, uh, and the tag match with Bobby Lashley and John Cena. Versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Hey, JD. JD. Falling in the toilet. Falling in the toilet. Falling in the toilet. Doing JD. Yeah, I'm here. Tomorrow night is that McGregor fight, too. That's right. I forgot the fight was tomorrow night. You're right. Yeah, Shoot. I was just watching the video that. of the of them two uh, on the way in. Yeah, that was crazy. And hopefully, maybe somebody will post it on the UFC US page for us. I would like to have some thoughts. I would like to have some stuff on that on that page. Yeah, I'm trying to get. It, I'm trying to save it. Okay. Yeah, but if we can get like some nice and early some some. Some uh, stuff concerning that bout on that page. I like that. And believe it or not, guys, is going with Elias and Kevin Owens within that match. What? <laughs> uh, the WWE title contender match with Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And who do you think will win this? Come on, Ann. Us women got to stick together, girl. <laughs> believe in the S movement, Ann. Trust me. <laughs> Well, I think Man, either I way, one of y'all, one of y'all, one of y'all going to be surprised with whatever she says. So, um, there's food around the corner. Food around the corner. I got that from an old cartoon. The last one. Food around the corner for us. As, <laughs> yeah. And is going with Daniel Bryan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and the shield. Can I say it again? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay, JD. Okay, JD. Don't, stop acting like a pro now. Come on now, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, John. I mean, and the shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Man, I hope he knocks his fucking head off tomorrow night. God, he's a prick. Sorry. Who? McGregor, he has really become a real dick. Yeah, he is. You're right. Is he up there with Baron Corbin? 
Oh, he's worse than Baron Corbin. Ten times worse than Corbin. I don't think anybody. Right. I, mean, I think Corbin needs a t- needs a tattoo a slit on his head. He really looked like a big big penis. <laughs> God. Okay, just to test it out, the worst JD I'm gonna send it to you in your um right. chat box in Facebook. Okay. Okay. Make sure that it works on, before I post it. Let me just just double check. Yeah, I got it. I got it just now. He needs a good kick in the fucking nuts. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I kid, oh. he does. Oh, right now. You know, I used to be a McGregor fan. Not no more, man. He is a total jackass. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. He, he, he's just is so pompous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, okay. Well, sorry about that. Apparently, we lost. Uh, uh, okay. Wait a minute. And, okay, okay, uh, okay. First off, she is saying, she is saying that she is picking the team of Strowman, Dolph, and Drew to win the match. But wow. She's saying, but she is. But now she's saying she. I don't know. I don't know what this is about, but apparently she's saying that she made a mistake about something. And what was the mistake? I temporarily lost my Wi-Fi on my smartphone. That's why I was, I was, it was a little bit of a delay there. And what was the mistake you made? In river. Thank you, Doc. Breath, Is there any time? Why in the world am I losing my internet? Hmm. Interesting. And what was the mistake that you made? We were trying to, you said you made a mistake on something. Unless she's making a change or something. I'm not sure what she's, I don't know what this is about. That's, And also, ladies and gentlemen, the Empress Henry Rickenbacker, 2016 Hall of Famer, and also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series <clears throat> is on the line. I forgot to do the proper introduction. So there you go. There's the proper introduction. But Anne, what was the – but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, apparently she chose uh, Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre to win the six-man tag, but now she was also saying that apparently she made a mistake in something. Sure, what it's about, but apparently she. Oh, uh oh. Okay. She didn't mean to say Daniel Bryan. She meant to say the Miz. Oh, 
That's all right. Yeah. Okay, and I got the I came in and I made the change. There you go. Okay, and the next one is the six woman tag. Ronda Rousey teams up with the Bella Twins to take on the Riot Squad. I knew that's what she was going after. I had a gut feeling that's what she was talking about. <laughs> hey, JD, so that video worked that I sent you? Yeah, it worked. Right on, okay. Don't tell me you videotaped JD putting on a tutu. Now, come on, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> no, they'll be missing the tutu later on. Whoa! Okay, what UFC? Oops, I can't spell. What the hell is my child doing? Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, this is made a four-way, four-way across the board here, and it's also taking Rousey and the Bellas to crawl for in here. All right, the WWE title match and between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Dan. Yes. WCWS UFC what? Yes. Are you talking about you talking about our UFC tribute page? Yes. It's, it's UFC US Ultimate Competition. What it's called. It will have a big banner on it that will say that says UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship on it. Oh my god, I can spell. Or 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 do this. Do this. You want to type it in like as if you look it up something on the internet, I can give you the web address. Oh my god it. Got it? Okay. All right. AJ M L D versus no. some <laughs> That's funny. Now, this is how you do it. Wait, what? What I missed? Uh, do you have a table for the mayor? Yeah! Why do you talk that way? I had a stroke! <laughs> okay. And Anne says... I'll be saying that later on. Anne says that AJ will retain, but will win using his move, the Styles Clash. Ooh, okay. Nice prediction there. Indeed. Uh, next up, and the cruiserweight title match: Cedric Alexander defending against Buddy Murphy. Oh, what the hell! Food around the corner. Food around the. Don't ask me why I'm singing that. I'm just it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Food around the corner for me. Okay, this piece of shit phone of mine is pissing me off. Oh, God. Ah. Uh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Cedric <laughs> Alexander versus Buddy Murphy and Cruiserweight title match. Mm-hmm. There's exploding diarrhea. Exploding diarrhea. Show you said your son was doing something. What is he doing? Um, putting the chickens up. What is he going? 
I didn't even know they were out. I didn't even hear them. I guess he must have seen them from the window, so I don't know. They're running away from them. Michelle, this is going to sound like the worst thing I've ever told, but they were running from them because they were chicken. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was was terrible. (laughs) That was terrible. Okay, the white title match. Ann says that Cedric Alexander will retain. And the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the New Day versus the Bar. Um, what you I said, what, what we need here is you can tell me who do you think will represent the New Day in this match. That's not going to affect the, the special thing we're going to do in a minute, but this is just for fun. Who do you think will represent the New Day in the match? And also, who do you think will win the SmackDown Tag Titles? And is saying that the new day will retain. So the ladies are sticking together with this right here. All right. Okay. And the next one here, uh, ladies tag team match, Asuka and Naomi versus the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And and Billy Kay will be in Peyton Royce's pocket like a kangaroo, like a joy is for a kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and also, Ann says that Big E and Kofi will represent the New Day in that tag title. I think they'll make a note of that. Oh, Pete Dunn is injured. Dun, dun, dun. Then strip his ass. Oh, by the, the way, if everybody else has got to do it, he needs to do it. Oh, by the way, speaking of MLD and JD, I want to thank you very much for voting on the matches that I made from the 2K19 roster on on the 2K Showcase page this week. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. It's fun. Yes, and also please encourage out there send word about it as well because, and I hope you got a chance to vote on who you think will win the main event, which was the five woman elimination match. So I hope you got a chance to vote on that one. I think I voted on that too, actually. I think. Um... I think unless I thought a couple. Right. Well, believe it or not, believe it, all five of those ladies, uh, guys, and that too, all five of those ladies were hall, are Hall of Famers, believe it or not. So, which is that makes it more interesting. There you go. <laughs> and and uh, the last one you got to vote on, like I said, my dear, is Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics. What, is that I on the Revolution page? Right? What? What? You talking about the matches? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Where you voted on before the 2K Showcase page. Yes. 2K, where you got the 2K19 logo on for the banner. Yeah. I got so, it. Okay, yeah. It should be up towards the top because I just it was just recent, of course. Okay, and Anne is also going for Asuka and Naomi to pull off the win in that match as well. So, 
it looks like here, folks, we've got uh, uh, in the Triple H Undertaker matchup here, MLD and John's going for Triple H. JD and Ann are going for the Undertaker. In the tag team match with Lashley and Cena versus Elias and KO, MLD, JD, and John said Lashley and Cena. Ann is going with Elias and Kevin Owens. That's going to be interesting to see. Um, the WWE title contender match, the, lady, the ladies are sticking together. MLD and Ann are going with The Miz. John and JD are going with Daniel Bryan. The six-man tag team match, MLD, JD, and John saying that they're going from Sheet with the Shield. Ann's going with Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. The six-woman tag team match, everyone is going with Ronda Rousey and the Bellas. The WWE title match, the ladies get together here one more time. Uh, MLD and Ann are going for AJ Styles. JD and John are going for Joe. The Cruiserweight title match, MLD, JD, and John are going with Buddy Murphy to win the Cruiserweight title. Ann is going with Cedric Alexander to retain it. The SmackDown tag team titles, the, for third time's a charm for the ladies right here. MLD and Ann are going for the New Day to retain. JD and John are going with the bar to win those belts. A four-way across the board here as far as Asuka and Naomi, Asuka and Naomi versus the Iconics. Everybody is going with Asuka and Naomi. And the SmackDown women's title match, MLD is going with Charlotte. JD, John, and Ann are going with Becky Lynch to retain. So there you have it there, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, the way this is going to work one more time here is, like I said, our prediction title challenge is now back up and running. And I'll be, of course, monitoring this throughout the day, uh, throughout, throughout the day. And of course, I'll uh, make an official announcement on the wrestling on wrestling championship challenge tomorrow night as to who will win. Of course, the one with the most predictions correct, as we did before. Okay, guys, now you listen to this very carefully. The one with the most predictions correct will win the NXT US UK Championship. If there is a tie. Regardless if it's a two, if, if it's if, even if it's all four, you know, tying this, and it will be a fatal four-way for this belt, which is going to be the NXT US United Kingdom Championship. So, like I said, I will I will make the announcement on Wrestling Championship Challenge tomorrow night. And speaking of which, Michelle, I'm glad you are on the air here tonight because we speaking oh, of wrestling. Oh, <laughs> Yes, and yes, speaking of. Yes, speaking of wrestling championship challenge, Michelle, I'm glad. Well, I'm always glad. We're always glad you're on the show. You know that. <laughs> um, there has been a change in that match tomorrow oh, okay. night. Well, you need to know this. And this is, and of course, JD and Ann have been made aware. Of this. As a matter of fact, Ann actually informed me of this earlier today, long before Revolution went on the air. The match between you and Fonzie has been canceled. Okay. Fonzie, well, 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 there's more to it. There's more to it. Now listen very carefully. Fonzie has relinquished the Iron Man Championship. What? He has, he has relinquished it. He has given it up. Why? I don't know. And Anne is even talked to Fonzie and does not have that answer either. That's all we know at this point in time. However, 
this came directly from Ann earlier today, which, which she got this from Fonzie. He, he has made a, he made this request and I am going to honor this request, Michelle. And I just got it in a few minutes ago. Michelle, you are now officially the new WCWS Ironman champion as a result of a forfeit. Um. Yes. Okay. Fonzie has insisted. that. Fonzie has insisted. So, Michelle, if you would please hold out your hands. I just got the belt in today, and here it is. There you go. Well, I'm shocked. So, ladies and gentlemen, the court, ladies and gentlemen, due to this big change right here, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds is now the WCWS Ironman champion. However, we were concerned that tomorrow's episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge was going to be canceled as a result of this. However, Ann did, and I do think Ann. And Ann came up with this compromise. She, but by looking at, of course, our list of, as you know, Michelle, JD knows this, Ann knows this, everybody knows this, of the list of champions that we have on the page, of course, WWS Universe. By looking at the belts that everybody has, this now will be a title versus title match. And Anne this time is challenging JD. And like I said, it's going to be a title versus title match tomorrow night. Anne is putting up her WCWS YG or Young Generation Championship against JD, who will, who she has she has asked and JD has already accepted this. And JD, if I'm saying this correctly, you have accepted this challenge. You know what I'm talking about, correct? Which I, which I will swear and say, I, I talked about this with JD earlier. He did confirm this. JD will put up the new WCWS 2K championship tomorrow night. So the YG and the 2K championship will be championships will be on the line, and will take on JD in place of the Iron Man match between you, Michelle, and Fonzie. Uh, hopefully we'll get a we'll find out why this took place. I don't know the official answer. Anne does not know the official answer, but Fonzie made this request to give the belt to you, Michelle, and count this as a forfeit. So there you go. So you have picked I, up I just don't want him to do it because you know he's uh, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure what's going on. Anne I mean JD and Anne have both been talking to him. I'm not sure what's going on, and like I said, I thought he popped on earlier while we were doing the history, but apparently he didn't stay on for long, so I'm not sure. Uh, so, so like I said, if he did, I apologize for him not being able to, not not acknowledging him, and I do, I will extend that to him a little bit later. But that that was the request made. I mean, I mean, you can also ask Ann Michelle because apparently she told him. He told her to tell me, and you can confirm it from her because that's what she told me. 
There you go. Oh, no, no. I believe y'all. I just don't want Fonzie to do that just because, just because, or because he feels like, you know, he's going to lose or, you know, I mean, he feels defeat, not really that he's going to lose because, trust me, I'm I'm not the smartest person ever. Um, well, really, none of us are on this channel. I, I think we all have equal knowledge of things. So I, I just, yes. you know, I hate to see, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, like I said, that was the request made. <clears throat> like I said, it came from, even though it did come and did tell me this did come directly from Fonzie. She did confirm it. She did ask him one more time to make sure it served to this, and he was 100% certain. So, so tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, the next episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge, instead of the Iron Man title match between Fonzie and Michelle, you will see title versus title and will defend the YG title against JD, who will put up the 2K title in a Wrestling Jeopardy matchup. And then on Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at 7 o'clock, another edition of Wrestling Championship Challenge, when Ann will take on John for the GFWS Global Championship. <laughs> so so there'll be there'll be three belts up for grabs here between two shows, two episodes of the challenge uh tomorrow night and Sunday night. So <clears throat> so this all will be pretty good. So so ladies and but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen that breaking news right there as MLD of course right now is definitely in, I'm sure in a state of shock right now as we are all as we all are, but well, yeah, because I didn't expect him to do that. I really didn't. Uh, he, he, he. I don't think it was because of the whether he thought he was going to win or lose. I think he just. I think there might be something else involved. That like that's none of my business. And until he wants to say otherwise, I'm not going. We're not going to force him to tell us. I don't do that. Right. Yeah. No. No. So I'm, I'm not going to do that at all. Out of respect. Of course, out of respect. Which of course that's 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 been my mo. If anyone wants to tell us anything of a personal nature, then let them do it when they get ready. Don't force it out of them. That's not that's not the way to do it. There you go. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, MLD has gained another championship here in WCWS, and she now picks up the Iron Man title. And I know she's got other belts that she's going to have to she's going to be defending here as well. Uh. uh <clears throat> Before we go here, guys, uh, I know it's a little past 11 o'clock hour. Uh, JD, are you still with us? I'm still here. Okay. Um, I hope my, that announcement that I did make, JD, about tomorrow night, you versus Ann, was that correct? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, there you go. That's it. Okay, uh, MLD, JD, if you would like, just to probably get just to uh, kind of uh, – <clears throat> kind of break the ice and break the mood a little bit. How about we do a quick round robin of the tic tac toe bonus game real fast? Would y'all like to give that a quick whirl? Sure. Did you? Huh? Did you? <laughs> Stop watching porn, JD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put the shamrock back in the pants, JD. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. No, JD, what I was talking about. Was I don't want any images in my head before I go to bed, damn it. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah, J- Michelle doesn't want to think about a Philly cheesesteak right now. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, that was really terrible. Sorry about that, MLD. Uh, but like I said, uh, uh, JD, a quick round robin of the of the bonus game from Tic Tac Doe, right fast. Fine to me. Okay. Did Ann leave? Uh, she may. I don't know if she's still on. Or no, she's not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we now use to, to, of course, give our opponents a little bit of an edge going into their trivia title matches on Wrestling Championship Challenge. So there you go. And of course, Michelle, you will start it off. Of course, as you know, tick tick and tack are worth 500 apiece. If you get if you have any points before you hit the dragon, you still get the points. Okay, there you go. That's my that's my rules, my version of the rules. Okay, there you go. All right, MLD, here we go. One through nine, MLD. Three. Three? You got tick, so you got 500 off the bat there, MLD. Great job. Woo-hoo! Do I go Thanks, again? You, oh, yeah, yeah. This is your round robin. You go right in. Okay. Um... Six. 800, so we got 800 already. Very good. Very good. Um, uh, 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 two. Two. 500 already, so you guys see 1,300 already. Woo-hoo. So if you get tacked, you automatically win. Of course, if you get any other amounts as well, you automatically win as well. And do your best to avoid the dragon there. Very good. One, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Still left. Um, let's try seven. Seven. Tack. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see. 500, 1,000. 1,500, 1,800 MLD. Very good job. Good job, Michelle. Woo-hoo! I'm excited. I the, like this game. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think the dragon was, by the way, out of curiosity? One, four, five, eight, or nine? I'm going to say five. Say okay, five. He was behind number nine. That's okay. You won anyway. So that, that, that makes no difference. You got 1,800 there. Good, great job, MLD. Very good. All right, JD, 1,800. You know what to do. All right, please proceed. Number seven we'll start out with. Seven. 150 there, JD. Okay, not bad, small, but that's all right. Six. Six. 500, 650, JD. Very good indeed. Go ahead. Three. Off the bat, one thousand fifty, JD. Not bad, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Where do you what think? What's my total? One thousand fifty. 
Not too bad. Uh, I'm going to say number two. Behind number two. He was behind number one, but that's okay. Tick was behind number five, and Tack was behind number eight. But not bad round robin there. And like I said, if and like I said, if once again one more time, I'll ask this for personal opinions. If you feel very strongly that this does give you a little bit of an edge in the, in the trivia title matches on Championship Challenge, uh, Michelle, does it does it help you? Oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, also, you know, it's nice to have something different to do. You know, I mean, it's fun. Okay. And, J.D., you also feel strongly about this. I agree, story. too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Y'all both feel it does give y'all an edge in, 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 yep. in, in starting off with a good amount of points. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. So, there, so there you go here, folks. On <clears throat> uh, Michelle, anything else you wish to add? Yes. Well, obviously, I mean, uh, Pete Dunn is injured, and I was telling Ann earlier, I think you might have seen this, Chad, but uh, there was a match between Loki and Draga from the Reptile Squad from Lucha Underground. He damn near took his whole friggin' ear off. A la Mick, a la Mick Foley. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And he had you know, they had to do surgery on it and all this stuff and everything. But they said that he was recovering well, you know, whatnot. But still, that's bullshit. That's taking a little bit too far, especially when you're on a, what I like to call, um, house show. <laughs> um, that's basically what I call it in my eyes. It's nothing really big or grand. But, um, yeah, I think that he took that, that just a little bit too far, just a little bit. Also, uh, on Impact last night, Eli Drake put out a um, open challenge. La Parca was the one to answer his challenge. I like to have pooped my pants because I love La Parca. I think he's awesome. I think he's a great, great performer. Um, was there something else? Um, Oh, again, Chelsea Green, Reclusa, Lucha Underground, finishing move. Did not have any luck finding the video, but I'm not giving up. Um, she's a badass. She's underrated as shit. I want to see her and Ivelisse go one-on-one. I want to see that match so bad. I probably won't happen, but it would be a really good match. Otherwise, I just hope that everybody enjoys the show tomorrow night. Uh, and uh, Michelle, before you go, we had one more request to do that get, to do our bonus game, and Anne apparently did pop back on and hear and heard that we were doing this. She wants, she wants, she wants to do it. So let's root her on here, guys. Let's see okay. what she. Let's see, let's see what she. Okay, and remember, tick and tag are worth 500 apiece. And if you get any score at all before you hit the dragon, you will still get whatever points you earn. So, and one through nine. Let's let's hope you get some good points here. Good luck. Go ahead. I got one more serious story to talk about. Why Michelle? Why you and JD are on the air too? After we get done doing this. 
I just now read it. She's going number four. Number four. Two fifty. Not great job. Just a great way to start off, man. Okay. Continue on. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Number six, 400, 650, and great job so far. Very good, very good. One, two, three, five, seven, eight, nine, man. You know, I, I would love to see them do a remake of this. I really would. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They tried doing it back in 1990. John Wayne's actual son hosted it, but it didn't last that long. Wink Martindale, Wink Martindale actually was the was not the first guy that hosted it, but he was the most well known about all of that hosted. And hard to believe Wink Martindale is still kicking guys. He's still doing stuff like this. The last I heard. Number seven. Okay, so we said number seven. Tick, she's got 1150. Very good. Oh, good, looking good, man. Good. That, let's see, what, what did I say? 650, Oh, I'm sorry. I just saw there's a there's been a really bad shooting in Richmond. Uh oh. Yeah. Several days after the anniversary in Las Vegas too. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Anne has got number eight. One fifty. Anne. Uh, let's see. See, so let's see, uh, six and five, 11 and let's see, 1100, 12.50, 12.50 and very good. Still hanging in there, one, two, three, five and nine. You can get tack, you know, you'll, you'll win automatically here too. So. Number five. Okay, so it's behind number five. She got the 
But no, and and you didn't lose. You got twelve fifty. Now that's that's good. That is oh, that is very good. That's damn that's, good. And let's see, Tack was behind number two, but that's okay. And you did tremendous. Like everybody did over one thousand here tonight. And before y'all go, guys, let me read. Let me let me get this story here. I gotta read this. We have a breaking thing here. It just came up to the uh, um, app from a local TV station here in North Carolina. Coming out of Raleigh, a North Carolina National Guard soldier has been killed in Afghanistan. Oh no! North Carolina Army National Guard Sergeant James Allen's James Allen's, I guess it's pronounced Slap with an E S L A P E, 23 years old of Moorhead City was killed in Afghanistan yesterday. He died as a result of he died as a result of wounds from an explosive device. According to the Department of Defense, the incident is under investigation. He was promoted officially to the rank of sergeant after he passed away. Oh, Ray, Lord have mercy. Sergeant Sapp was assigned to North Carolina Army National Guard 60th Troop Command, 430th Explosive Ordnance Company based in Washington, North Carolina. Of course, we are deeply saddened by the news of Sergeant Sapp losing his life while serving our country. This is said by Major General Greg Lusk. The Adjutant General, I think that's how you pronounce it, of the North Carolina National Guard. We honor his courage, his selfless service, and we extend our deepest sympathy to his family, friends, and fellow soldiers as we hold them firmly in our hearts and prayers during this difficult time. His unit was deployed to Afghanistan in April of this year. The unit was scheduled to return to the U.S. next spring. Governor Roy Cooper issued the following statement when hearing of his death. Uh, of course, Sergeant Sapp joined the North Carolina National Guard in 2013. He graduated from Explosive Ordnance School as a specialist in 2015. He is the 26th North Carolina Army National Guard soldier to be killed in action since 9-11 in 2001. So there you go. So our thoughts and prayers out here tonight definitely to the family of this soldier who served this country. Yes. And yes, indeed. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to add there, bud, before we go, before we, before we cut out? Talking about sad news, however, earlier last night, uh, a particular football player from John's uh, hometown of Washington, D.C., apparently uh, fell, however, the 16th floor of a campus residence hall in Pittsburgh around 10.30 last night. He was a sophomore, and they say, however, it was reported to be a home disturbance, however, but uh, unfortunately, however, he he uh, was taken to the hospital immediately, however, where he was kept overnight, but sad to say he passed away tragically and sadly early this morning, however. And unfortunately, like I said, however, they will have a service for him, I guess, either tomorrow night after the game, however, or maybe sometime Sunday night, but uh, definitely very sad news to say the least. The gentleman's been identified as Marquise Brown a six foot two and forty five pound linebacker from the University of Duquesne, like I said, and he was from the nation's capital. But again, very sad news to say the least. Of course I heard something about I think it has something to do with the shooting killed that South Carolina trooper earlier this week. I I thought I had heard that too, but I cannot confirm that though. I heard like that. I said, they said he felt it, they said the gentleman, how I said, I said he dealt, he died from falling a fall from the 16th floor of a campus. So they said, they said he jumped from a window around 10:30 p.m. after campus police arrived 
response to a reported disturbance. They said foul play is not suspected for their investigating staff that they will play the game tomorrow. However, though, despite the fact some people said um, they should have canceled. But what I was saying is I actually heard that one of the two two guys that uh, um, um, that was responsible for that in South Carolina was a disbarred attorney. Yeah, I, that had been disbarred, I guess, from uh, uh, there. So and apparently, nine hours ago, I think, yeah, yeah, that's what I heard earlier today. There was an update here uh, about this that happened in Florida, South Carolina, nine hours ago on the same uh, app for the local TV station here. Chief Deputy Glenn Kirby told reporters. The officers were trying to serve a warrant involving an accusation that a 27-year-old person at the home sexually assaulted a foster child in the home. Apparently, they were, and apparently these officers were ambushed. That's what they're saying at this point. They were ambushed. And of course, we, and in the process, one of them lost their life. So there you go, seven. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to report, sir? Nope, that's all I got. Okay, JD, thank you very much. On that note here, folks, I do thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 567 of WWS Revolution. And once again here, of course, we hate, of course, to break the news that the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie has relinquished the WWS Ironman Championship, but he has decided he has forfeited the, the, his match and he has decided to, to give the belt to the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodd. So, ladies and gentlemen, MLB now currently holds the Iron Man title. And as for the mat, the uh, episode of Wrestling Championship Challenge tomorrow night, it will go forward 146-507 pound. Now it will be a title versus title match as the Empress and Marie Rickenbach will defend the WWS YG Championship against the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, who will also defend the WWS 2K Championship in a Wrestling Jeopardy matchup here as well. And also, don't forget, Sunday night at 7, at, I do believe it was, what was it, 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock? It was 8 o'clock, I think it was the tennis book that I heard, that the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach and the human suplex machine John Gross will go at it in another Wrestling Jeopardy matchup here, this time with the GFWS Global Championship on the line as well. So on that note, for the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared D. Duomo, and the human suplex machine, John Gross, and of course, everyone involved here in the radio network. This is Mr. WWUS Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for listening here tonight. <clears throat> and we will, of course, give you an update here on Wrestling Championship Challenge as far as our prediction title challenge is concerned involving Super Showdown 2018 with, of course, Michelle, JD, John, and Ann. And, of course, like I said, whoever has the most predictions correct will pick up the NXT US UK championship as well. So good luck to all four of, them, all, all four of those folks, and we'll keep you informed as to who will, have, uh, who will pick up that belt, of course, tomorrow night as well. <clears throat> Revolution episode 567 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection folks take care of yourselves and each other we will see you in the ring 
Enjoy your weekend there, folks. Be sure to, of course, if you like, if you can, please join us, of course, for what will be a busy weekend in the radio network. And, of course, tomorrow, of course, at 6 o'clock, WWS Power Hour, 141-364-POUND. And, of course, Wrestling Championship Challenge at 9 o'clock, and versus JD with the YG and 2K Championship, the belts on the line. And also Sunday at 8 o'clock, don't forget, of course, another episode of the rest of Wrestling Championship Challenge as Ann and John will face off for the GFWS Global Championship as well, followed by, of course, our weekly promotions <clears throat> for our weekly promotion for all of our shows coming up this coming week. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. Good night, everyone. Take care and God bless. This is the WWS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.